Blog Talk Radio. On the word fair and the phrase middle class. And yet, who has done more destruction to working people in this country than Obama? Why isn't it proper to point out the Democrat base is made up, for the most part, of the nation's losers? Free enterprise can do a better job of producing the things that people need than government can. Less government and less taxes and more freedom for the people. Iran, Cuba, Venezuela, these countries are tiny. Compared to the Soviet Union. Bring myself in the American flag. Never give up the freedom my pop fought for us to have. Never give it back. Same with the gas. You can never take that. Never take that. On this Memorial Day, as our nation honors its unbroken line of fallen heroes, and I see many of them in, in the audience here today. Yeah. 
Welcome to another fun-filled hour of the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. I'm your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Let's get this party started. Oh, first, let me gather myself. <laughs> Got 2020 in the house. Uh, new catchphrase, let me gather myself. March 19th, 2012. Oh, man. Beautiful old town, Alexandria. Uh, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. Certainly, there's talk in the chat room tonight that uh, the Walking Dead has jumped the shark with the uh, appearance toward the end there. I hope I'm not giving this away for anybody, but uh, with the appearance of the samurai swordsman with the two armless walkers on a chain. Yeah, two chains around, a chain around each walker's neck, like a sleigh, like a Negro sleigh. They both look black too, by the way, and they have no arms. And the the dude with the samurai sword is hooded like a clansman. I kid you not. It's weird. <laughs> oh man, I tell you, I was loving the show right up until that point where the where the clansmen with the two armless negroes with the chains around their necks showed up. Speaking of uh negroes and blacks and all that, Samuel L. Jackson goes into a ghetto rant about Obama and race. You heard about it, haven't you? Well, we're going to talk about it here tonight. The call-in number is 347-884-8500. Let's do a little bit of a contrast here, though, while we're talking about you know, Obama and uh, the, the racist uh, rant and uh, voted for Obama simply because he's black and uh, you know all of that. So let's start it off right here and now. Should be interesting. Okay, here we go. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. All right. Some people speculate that blacks are voting for Obama strictly because he's black and not because of his policies. So we took McCain's policies and pretended they were Obama's. This is what they had to say. For the election, Obama or McCain? I like Obama. Now, what don't you like about McCain? McCain seems to not really know what he's doing right now. Are you more for Obama's policy because he's pro-life or because he thinks our troops should stay in Iraq and finish this war? I think because our troops should stay in Iraq and finish this war. I'm really for him with that. Definitely. Okay. Now, how about as far 
as um, him being pro-life. Do you support Obama in that case? Yeah, I do. I do. I support him in that case. And if he wins, would you have any problem with Sarah Palin being vice president? No, I would not, not at all. all. No, so you, th you, you, you think you made the right choice, and I, I definitely do. Thank you very much. Have, have a great have day. Have a great Are you for Obama or McCain? Obama. Okay, and why not McCain? I just don't agree with some of his, you know, policies. No. Now, Obama says that he's anti-stem cell research. How do you feel about that? I believe that's... I wouldn't do that either. And I'm anti-stem cell. Yeah, well, yeah, anti-stem Now, if Obama wins, do you mind Sarah Palin being vice president? No, no, I don't. In this election, Obama or McCain? Obama. Now, why not McCain? What don't you like about him? Um, his photo doesn't sound like he has enough... Like he does, he's not he's uneducated because when he had the, um, they had the, both of the presidents speaking, um, he didn't sound like he knew what he was talking about too much. Whereas Obama had facts and information when he was speaking. Good point. Let me ask you this Do you support Obama more because he's pro life or because he says our troops should stay in Iraq and finish the war? Um, I guess both. Now, if Obama wins, do you have any problem with Sarah Palin being his vice president? Um, no. No? Not I think she'll do a good job? I think she'll do a good job. Are you glad he elected her to be the VP if he wins? Yeah. Um, I am voting for Barack because he's black, and I feel very conservative in terms of abortion. I, I don't agree with Barack on that issue. I certainly am pro-life, and I'm a church-going African-American. So a lot of us who are church-going have very conservative views, but we are proud, for once, to have an African-American. I am voting for Barack because he's black. Welcome to Court of Public Opinion. I am your uh, cracker host, Rick Roberts. Rick Roberts. All right, that was the Rick Roberts show, and Rick <laughs> interviewed a bunch of black folks who had no idea what the issues were and simply did not care. Transpo transpose Republican issues, conservative issues, with the black president, and they'll vote for him no matter what, even if Sarah Palin were to be his running mate. <laughs> but, however, if dude just happens to be white and he has these policies, well, to hell with him. Sounds a little bit racist to me. Samuel L. Jackson put it out there real nice and sweet. Jackson says, mindless things suggesting President Obama is not a N-word because an N-word would not have beer at the White House or tolerate someone calling him a liar doing a speech. Huh. He went on to say, I would hope Mr. Obama's response to Jackson would be correct, Mr. Jackson. I am not a nigger. I don't want to be a nigger. I don't want any black man, young or old, to be a nigger. Yeah, I said it. So to Jackson and to many others, if a white president like George W. Bush allows others to insult him, that's fine. White men don't demand respect, at least not to the point of acting out. Black men must act out violently if they're insulted. Just great. Pathetic. I guess I'm not black either. I would have a beer at the White House. I would let someone make an ass of himself if he chose to without making a fool of myself. This is one more example of a black person embracing and promoting negative stereotypes about the typical black person being angry, violent, and uncouth. 
If a white person said this, there would be riots in the street. Is it one more example why so many young black people have embraced a ghetto culture that leaves them out of the mainstream at best or in prison at worst? Let's take another example. And these are from white people. And they're just really loving this whole thing. You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report, by the way. That's it, Kyle. Let's go home. All right, guys. Let's get out of here. Available 268 horsepower and intuitive mobile technology. Introducing the reinvented 2012 Camry from Toyota. Samuel L. Jackson had an interview with Ebony Magazine, and uh, during the interview, he was asked why he decided to vote for Obama. And his answer is kind of turning a, a few people's heads. He said, I voted for Barack because he was black, because that's why other folks vote for other people, because they look like them. He continues to say, that's American politics, pure and simple. Obama's message didn't mean anything to me. In the end, he's a politician. I just hope that he would do some of what he said he was going to do. I know politicians lie because they want to get elected. That is one of the most honest statements I've ever heard. Definitely. So people are <laughs> criticizing him for it, right? But it's the truth. He is being 100% honest. Why do you think people voted for Bush? Because of his intellect? No, they <laughs> voted for him because of the fact that they wanted to have a beer with him, right? So I, I love that Samuel L. Jackson is being honest there. It's completely true. And he's doing it in an unvarnished way. Like, you know, the, the politically correct way of saying that is it was historically important for an African-American to get elected to that high office so that that sends a message, blah, 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 mm-hmm. right? Or Samuel Jackson's like, look, this guy's black. Mm-hmm. I'm black. I voted for him. <laughs> nice and easy, right? Yeah. Now, in the end, though, is that why you should vote for people? Of course not, right? Uh, and if he had just left it at that, I actually would have overall disliked the message because you wouldn't like it if Hank Williams Jr. comes out and says, Hey, well, why do you think I voted for McCain? He's white, right? That would be a disaster. Now, it's not equivalent because minorities in this country have been persecuted, et cetera, and it's a big deal to have you know, equality on, in, throughout history in the different stages, and this is, in a sense, one of the final stages when an African-American becomes president, yada, 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 right? Mm-hmm. But I like that Samuel Jackson added the second part, which made it much better for me. He's like, yeah, look, keep it real. Politicians. They're all the same. They're all the same. He's like, yeah, did I believe that Obama was going to do all the things he promised? That would have been great. But he, yeah, I didn't believe it. But I thought, ah, take our chances with this guy. Yeah, let's give him a shot. Let's give him a shot. And, uh, and he's being honest. Uh, Samuel Jackson, not the most politically correct statement, but definitely keeping it real. All right, so it's all good. We're just keeping it real. Let's just keep it real. <laughs> oh, that Samuel L. Jackson, he's such a kidder. <laughs> oh, Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> I love it. He was keeping it real. I voted for Barack Obama because he's black. <laughs> Isn't it wonderful? Oh, I love it. He was just being honest. It's all good. He was just telling it like it is. 
and, and, and we love it that way, right? But what happens when what what happens when this happens? What what happens when something like this occurs? Honestly, I, I like getting our uh, our side of the story out. You know, we uh, quite often get vilified because people don't understand exactly who we are and what we're about. A lot of people think we're a hate group. Do you consider yourself a racist? If you want to stand up for your race, have pride in the white race, you are considered racist. This is not so for other races. You know, people can go around talking about black pride, brown pride, Asian pride, gay pride, whatever type of pride they want. But the minute you say white pride, you're deemed racist. In your perfect world, what would be different than it is today? If people chose to live separately, if whites chose to have their own school systems, their own, you know, uh, basically their own cities, be completely separate, they would have that right. Don't you think the mask leads to the misunderstanding? Because when they look at these outfits that you guys are wearing, they see what happened with cross burnings and uh, violence, and that's what they relate it to. Would you not be better off just wearing regular clothes? We have to keep our identity secret because there's so many people out there that don't understand us. Primarily, we use the robes and the masks and for the tradition. The first time you put that on, what was that like? It wasn't until I pulled the mask down that it kind of hit me. You know, you get a feeling of history. You know, when you when you look through the mask, you think back to all, you know, all the different things that you actually stand for. Would you be a Klansman if you couldn't wear the mask? Definitely. Why not lose the mask? It could be detrimental to one, our professional careers. It could also be detrimental to our families if certain people learned who we are, where we lived. Do you have any black friends? I do. Do you? I do. I have several black friends. I assume they know, don't know that you're... Some of them do. I spent 10 years in the military. Served two tours in Iraq with several black brothers in arms and would trust my life with them. And what do they think about you being a member of the Klan? Turns them off a little bit at first, obviously. Kind of catches them off guard. But, you know, the ones that know and that have actually taken the time to sit down and learn what, we were, what we're about have no problem with it. Huh. That surprises me. Does that surprise people when you tell them that? It does. It does. What would you say to me if I was an African-American reporter? I think it probably drives people nuts when I say this. But I kind of lean towards what Martin Luther King said. I don't judge people by the color of their skin. I judge people by the content of their character. But that's not true because you say we should all be separate by the, separated by the color of our skin. This is true, if we so choose. You think they should be separate, or is there something about them you don't like? My personal belief is God created us separate, and there's several scriptures throughout the Bible that point to we should not be intermarried. I've looked at them, and I don't see it. Tell me one that's, that you believe says says that. To be honest with you, Kelly, I don't have. Okay. I think we get the point here, right? And here's the point. The KKK are just keeping it real. Am I right? If 
if Samuel L. Jackson and that idiot Tom Joyner can say, I voted for Obama because he's black. I voted for Obama because he's not a nigger. A nigger wouldn't tolerate somebody... A nigger wouldn't have beer at the White House. A nigger... This is what this is what Samuel L. Jackson said during the BET interview. He used the N-word freely. So he said, a nigger wouldn't tolerate somebody calling him a liar in the middle of a speech. A nigger wouldn't have beer at the White House. Tom Joyner says, vote for Obama because he's black. Forget about the record. Forget about that. That doesn't matter. Vote because and, – and we have, once again, white people saying, hey, it's all good. They're just keeping it real. Samuel L. Jackson is just keeping it real, folks. They're just being honest. It's an honest, forthright statement. Let's listen to it just one more time to put it into context. Samuel L. Jackson had an interview with Ebony Magazine, and uh, during the interview, he was asked why he decided to vote for Obama. And his answer is kind of turning a, a few people's heads. He said, I voted for Barack because he was black, because that's why other folks vote for other people, because they look like them. He continues to say, that's American politics, pure and simple. Obama's message didn't mean anything to me. In the end, he's a politician. I just hope that he would do some of what he said he was going to do. I know politicians lie because they want to get elected. That is one of the most honest statements I've ever heard. Definitely. <laughs> okay, that's the most honest statements they ever heard, and they're just loving it. They're eating it up. Oh, these are white people, by the way. Oh, it was the most honest statement. It was It was brilliant. It was it was profound because Samuel L. Jackson was just being honest. And and, and, and and who wouldn't vote for someone who has their own skin color? Whites would vote for whites because they're white. Samuel L. Jackson says that white people vote for white presidents because they're white and that he voted for Obama because he's black. So everybody's just keeping it real, right? It's all good. It's all so, I mean, but here's the deal. Here's the thing. If a white person said this, if a white person said anything like this, game over. They'd be done. Wasn't... Does anyone here listening to the sound of my voice remember the Jimmy the Greek controversy? Remember that? When Jimmy the Greek got a little tipsy and he said that blacks run faster, they're better jumpers, they're, you know, they're because they were bred. They were bred to be, you know, very physical. He didn't say it exactly that way, but that's what he meant. Jimmy the Greek had been host on NFL Today, uh, ABC. He was all over the news. Hell, he didn't really have a job. But as soon as 
as soon as that that video got out, we didn't hear any more from Jimmy the Greek. He was done. Jimmy the Greek was done. And every word that Jimmy the Greek said about black slaves being bred for physical exertion and activity was correct. It was completely and utterly correct. But now, it's politically correct to be politically correct. <laughs> to be not politically correct. If Jimmy the Greek said this now, he'd still be He'd still be ostracized. But a black person can say whatever they want, however they want. A black person can use the N-word. Now, you've heard me use the N-word several times during the course of this show because Samuel L. Jackson used the N-word during this interview. Now, let one of my fellow blog talk radio hosts you say nigga, 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 and let's see how far they get. Probably not very far. But black people, minorities, so to speak, I guess there's a double standard here. I can use the N-word, but you can't. I can say I voted for an ignorant, moronic president because he's black. I didn't really give a damn about his policies. I couldn't care less. He's a black man, and that's why I voted for him. Call in number is 347-884-8500. It's amazing. These young white people are <laughs> applauding Samuel L. Jackson for using the N-word and for saying that he voted for Barack Obama simply because he's black Holder awakens in the chat room writes, can I use cracker, but you can't? <laughs> I'll tell you what. I find this whole thing to be amazing. And now we've got ghetto White House. Isn't this what some this is this is uh, what's occurring here with the White House is, is, is some of the worst fears of some white folks. Because of Barack Obama has truly turned the White House ghetto fabulous. You've got Negroes coming into the White House. Uh, Common, the rapper Common, who uh, uh, advocates cop killing and the assassination of George Bush, freely invited into the White House to have a sit down with the president and to sing one of his raunchy tunes. And then we've got CeeLo Green coming into the White House, singing his 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 hit single, "Fu." Uncensored at Obama fundraiser, and he gives the finger to the crowd. CeeLo Green. I don't even know who the hell this clown is. He's kind of fat. He's bald headed, butt ass ugly. How do these people even get uh, uh, get uh, get record deals? My dog could get a record deal better than this clown. So now he's singing a rapping song, and it says, "F you." And an Obama fundraiser, and then gives the finger. How does this happen? The White House has gone ghetto fabulous, maybe not so fabulous. Common is in the White House. You've got Earth, Wind, and Fire coming in there. You've got Eddie Kendricks. Oh, by the way, oh, he's dead. 
You've got all kinds of great shenanigans going on in the White House. And then you've got our president, Barack Hussein Obama, saying that he doesn't want uh, a woman being called a hoe or a skank or a tramp or a trollop or whatever the hell Rush Limbaugh called her. A slut. I think he said slut. Because, you know, he wouldn't want his daughter's being called such names if they voice their opinions and yet he has Common the rapper from Chicago my hometown who freely called women bitches and hoes and yet he's invited in the White House to have a sit down with the president CeeLo Green ghetto out to the max invited to the White House a White House fundraiser cussing using foul language and giving the crowd the finger very classy. And singing his new hit single, Fuck You, at a, at, a, at, a, at a political fundraiser for the President of the United States. Yet Obama called Miss Fluke, or Falk, or whatever the hell her name is, and voiced his concern. Are you okay? Is everything all right? I hope I hope that mean old Rush Limbaugh didn't say really bad things about you and get hit and he gets away with it. He's gonna lose some sponsors. Because Rush Limbaugh's a meanie. He shouldn't say those types of things to a lady. I wouldn't want my daughters to be called a tramp or a hoe or or or, or a slut. But I don't mind if fat-ass CeeLo Green, with his ball-headed ass, shows up at my fundraiser and gives the finger to the crowd and sings, fuck you. I don't mind that at all. I don't mind the rapper Common from Chicago coming in after he's put out record after record, hit after hit, advocating the killing of police officers and the assassination of George Bush. It's okay if my girls, you know, enjoy that. He's common. Come on in. Come on in. The White House is open. All you Negro ghetto hood rats, come on in. It's all good. But Rush called Fluke a slut, and Barack Obama rushes to the phone to give her a call. What's wrong with this picture, folks? What is wrong with this picture? Barack Hussein Obama is a moron and an idiot. And I have to believe what Sarge from Rapid Fire, Rapid Fire said recently when he said that Barack Obama is pretty much done. It's things like this. And then, and then earlier on another blog talk show, KJK or KJC, can't remember how the, how the, how the spelling went, wrote in the chat room, now white people are going to know what it feels like to be black. Indeed. White people are now finding out what it feels what it feels like to be on the other side. Because now you got ghetto hood rats going into the White House and just having a good time, probably stealing some silverware, some cutlery. Hell, I would too. I'd grab a plate. I got I got I got to admit or some, I'd, grab, I'd grab some White House silverware. But hey, it's all good. CeeLo, 
who had some hit single, Forget You, was supposed to start singing that, but did not before giving the audience the finger while asking, Can I cruise? Or can I curse? I'm sorry. So he stands up in a dirty t-shirt, it looks like, all tatted up. And he stands up in front of the crowd. And he gives the finger to the crowd and says, fuck you. How classy is that? Wow. Can we take a moment to digest this series of events? The White House has gone ghetto. The White House has gone ghetto fabulous. And, and that's not good. You know, folks around the whole world must be laughing their heads off right now. They must be laughing their heads out, off at this country. How far off we've fallen. Now, folks are saying, hey, you know, it's it's a great thing. America has finally come full circle. We finally come to grips with, with our racist heritage and all the bad things that were done with, to black folks. We finally come back now. We've elected a black president. And wow, you know, it's it, he, he's great. It's great. So once again, Obama gets on the phone, rushes to the phone and calls Sandra Fluke, or Fluke and babies her for a few minutes. And then sets a press conference saying that he doesn't want this vitriolic behavior coming from uh, or, or, or talk coming from folks like Rush Limbaugh because he wouldn't want this sort of thing to occur with Sasha and Malia. And then host Negro after Negro who freely uses bitches and hoes and skanks and trollops and tramps all throughout their songs including songs about killing cops and assassinating presidents. Come on in. Welcome. 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 It's all good. Oh, Larry Hoover wants to come visit the White House? Larry, come bring Larry on in. Come on. Everybody come on in. Does anybody know who Larry Hoover was or is? <laughs> Oh, my God. Black Gangster Disciples, come on in. El Rukens, come on in. Latin Kings, come on in. It's all good. Give the whole, give, give, give those white folks the finger. Is there, is there, is there any reason this black liberation theology thing coming out just a little bit? Just a little bit, could it be? It's all about what? Samuel Samuel L. Jackson. They they tell at least they tell the truth, right? Alright. We have one more clip to play. Check this out. Tell me what you think. The call in number is three four seven eight eight four. 8,500, you're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. And, 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 you know, feel free to call in, if you like, and voice your opinion. Is it okay to host rappers who commonly 
freely use the N word, the F word, the B word, the H word, the C word. But my main man, Rush Limbaugh, calls a woman a slut, which sounds like she is, and he loses two or three sponsors. This is the Minority Report, and I'm Joe Hicks. Hypothetically speaking, what would happen if a nationally popular and white conservative talk radio host told his hypothetically mostly white audience to vote for, well, take your pick, Rick Perry or Mitt Romney, for reasons of pride, loyalty, and because he's white? Within a matter of hours, that talk show host would be off the air and forced into retirement at a minimum. Pitchforks and boiling oil might not be out of the question. For sure, mainstream media figures and liberal activists would condemn the comments as the worst sort of bigotry and racism. They'd be right, and joining them would be conservatives and Republicans who would also call for the host to be condemned, shunned, and quarantined as an obvious racist. Well, I've waited patiently for mainstream media sources or political figures to condemn the words of a popular black radio show host who did exactly that. I'm still waiting. This black radio personality called on blacks to vote for Obama come the 2012 election just because he's black. That host is Tom Joyner, a man who has a show with 8 million listeners and reaches one in four black American adults. In his best down-home vernacular, Joyner told his listeners, Let's not even deal with the facts right now. Let's deal with just our blackness and pride and loyalty. We have the chance to reelect the first African-American president, and that's what we ought to be doing. And I'm not afraid or ashamed to say that as black people, we should do it because he's a black man. Understand, this isn't some backwater radio show with only a few hundred listeners. Joyner is considered the most important voice in urban radio. So much so that Barack Obama appeared as Joyner's guest this past August. Obama used Joyner's show to plead for the support of his so-called economic plan and asked the audience to understand that he was working hard for them from the White House. So is it really okay in the multicultural America, you know, the one crafted by liberals and leftists, to make crass racist appeals for racial unity as long as it comes from black folks but definitely not okay if a similar appeal were to be made by someone white. If the deafening silence following Jordan's outburst is any indication, I guess the answer is yes. But it just isn't Joyner that gets a pass. HBO's Bryant Gumble on the real sports show he hosts took these unabashedly bigoted shots at the NBA commissioner, David Stern. His efforts were typical of a commissioner who has always seemed eager to be viewed as some kind of modern plantation overseer, treating NBA men as if they were his boys. So to make sure I'm clear on what he's saying, according to Gumbel, professional athletes making seven figures or more free to negotiate for the use of talents with highly paid agents are the equivalent of slaves? Why does the nation's people routinely put up with such blatant double standards? The answer is that the corrosive effects of liberalism at the nation's colleges and universities, the existence of diversity and sensitivity training at every major corporation, as well as a consistent drumbeat of racist accusations and victim politics from race leaders, 
has created the current status quo and accepted racial double standards. Liberal racism makes plenty of room for angry black racial attitudes or outright bigotry. Since most liberals believe that all white people are still unconscious racists and enjoy something they call white skin privilege, for them, black bigotry is an understandable outcome of slavery and discrimination. But I call it as I see it, and this amounts to nothing less than racist and demeaning condescension. So Oprah Winfrey has licensed to claim the prestigious Hermes flagship store in Paris discriminated against her because the store's doorman wouldn't allow her in after it closed. Bryant Gumbel can evoke slavery in the midst of contract negotiations between players and owners, and a black radio show host can tell his listeners to vote for someone just because they're black, and few eyebrows are raised. So has America become a place where claims of racism are heard almost daily, when there's only a handful of actual white racists, and most of those who really are racist are black? Therefore, what? Acceptable? For the Minority Report, I'm Joe Hicks. Uh, we're back with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. Joe Hooks, uh, Hicks of the uh, Minority Report put it out there quite plainly. There's a serious double standard here, folks. It's blatant. It's okay. I spoke to a friend of mine not so long ago. I think I mentioned it on this show not so long ago. She said to me over the phone that Barack Obama has been the most vilified president in the history of all presidents. That no president has been spoken so badly to or about, ever. Now, she could only provide one example. An example of um, someone on the Senate floor saying that they hope that Barack Obama fails. I asked her, well, is that all you got? She became agitated with me. I said, well, it was Rush Limbaugh who said that. No one on the House floor said that. Mitch McConnell did say that he would hope that Barack Obama uh, serves as a one-term president and he's going to make his make it his business that he is. And what would you expect a conservative, a Republican to say? Other than that, Barack Obama is being viewed as being brilliant. The smartest man in the room. His IQ is off the charts. He knows more about policy and this and that than everybody. He knows how to prepare pasta better than everybody. He can skateboard better than everybody. He can't seem to give a speech without a teleprompter. He can't seem to utter two or three sentences without stuttering and, and looking for words. But he's brilliant. So I said to her, is that all you got? Because George Bush has been called every name but the child of God during the course of his tenure as president. There was even a movie that depicted his assassination while he was still in office. He's been called dumb and stupid and all kinds of other names. Do you really want to go there? She attempted to shout me down. When her idiotic rantings failed, she simply hung up on me, never to be heard from again. There's a serious double standard here, folks. We're going to take a call. You have a call on the line, call on your own with the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. 
Yeah, yeah, Doc. You know what? Sarge. I got something to say about this. Sarge, how you, how you doing, guy? Man, I'm all right. You know, this this important to say. First of all, for that caller you had, I'd like to know why she should be surprised that he's the most vilified president when he is the most horrid president in the history of the United States. It's, it's appropriate. He should be. Yeah. And, in yeah. fact, I'd be disappointed if he wasn't. I mean, somebody wouldn't be. That must mean most people ain't paying attention. But the oh, thing no. about it is when, mm-hmm. you, when you brought up this issue about, you know, him and, uh, you know, Common and all that, and uh, and the fact that uh, is, it, is it okay for him to do, it's what he does. It's what, he's a cultural Marxist barbarian. This is the kind of people I have when they're trying to fundamentally transform the United States and the culture. They yep. should have people like Common. This is, it is okay for them, given their mission. This is the kind of thing they want us to worship. Now, see, look, I've always known about the aspect of black culture that people like Common represent. I used to kind of enjoy it. It was a Dolomite, Staggerly, uh Red Fox black mm-hmm. culture that I used to put in a brown paper bag and stick behind my parents' bar. And when I was getting ready to enjoy it, I'd take it out from the brown paper bag, you know, kind of do it, in, you know, with a little circle of my buddies. Mm-hmm. We kind of have a little fun with it. When we got through with it, we'd stick it back in the brown paper bag, stick it behind the bar, and wouldn't pretend as though it was something we were supposed to aspire to yeah. and extol. You know, I mean, when we, when we think about the kind of culture, that you know, black culture that we want to extol, when we think about people like Frederick Douglass or Booker T. Washington or, or Count Basie or Duke Ellington or Langston Hughes or the Harlem mm-hmm. Renaissance, you know, something like that. Now, that's, that's what we push to the forefront. And, you know, and, and you would think that if, you know, if um, Barack Obama wanted to extol some aspect of black culture and present it to the world, he would take that sort of thing rather than a cultural barbarian like Common or most rappers. Yeah, exactly. But, see, but that's what he is. He does what he does because he can't help it. He's a barbarian. He's a Do you think? Marxist barbarian. He's allied with the cultural Marxist barbarians, and that's the people who he chooses to extol and elevate, him and his hideous wife. Well, let me tell you, let me ask you this. Uh, do you think that, that Barack Obama is lowering the bar for the presidency on purpose? Do you think that perhaps he is, um, you know, he, he's overexposing himself going on all these talk shows and he's lowering the prestige of the presidency? Is, do you think that there's, a, there's, a, there's a, a method behind that? Uh, I, whether there's a method or not, it was inevitable given who he is. And who his associates are and his background, whether it's deliberate or not, I, I really can't say. I just am not absolutely certain. I would submit to you it is inevitable. Mm-hmm. All these people trying to convince us there was some sort of special elegance to this guy. Does he look, it wouldn't be, wouldn't be great that we have a president now who doesn't talk like a retarded cowboy. You know, all this jive was all it was, like his phony Greek styrofoam columns. All of it is – he's nothing. He's inelegant. Uh, he's the kind of guy who will give the Queen of England an iPod that's not even compatible in its uh, <laughs> format. I mean, that's his elegance. That, yeah. You know, for, for a president, he gives somebody – who did he give the DVDs to? That wouldn't uh, put back the, on? the prime minister. Yeah, this is, his, this is his idea of class. He's a clown. He's an utterly cultureless, untutored. Cultural Marxist slob. 
But the, but the but the but the press has convinced us that he's some sort of specially elegant, heretofore unseen paragon and epitome of American elegance and grace. So well, right with Jackie and Jack and Jacqueline Kennedy, or yeah. something, or whatever else they mm-hmm. want to uh, uh, tell us about this particular thing. I mean, these people are just incredible. I'm well, not falling for it. I know better. Well, many people are falling for it, Sarge. They're, they're, they're. Uh, I mean, this he 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 can do no wrong in the black community for most most blacks. I mean, they love the guy, and they want to see him elected regardless of his policies. Nothing is is his fault. It's all George Bush's fault. He's just trying to clean up this mess. It, it's it's, you know, he's doing the best he can, and you know. Uh, 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 Chris Rock has stated that he hopes that Obama goes gangster when he's reelected. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson says that he wants Obama to do some really freaky, weird stuff when he because he doesn't have to worry about being reelected. That that he should really get ghetto and medieval on their asses and all kinds of craziness. Uh, I mean, well, you know, maybe he is, Doc. I mean, he just put out this uh, executive order the other day. Which, you know, people are claiming, oh, it's just mere administrative housekeeping. All presidents do this. But right. there's a couple of significant changes that makes this a little bit different than all the other updates. Because now they can do it in peacetime. Now yeah. they can essentially do it on a whim. All they have to do is say, we're doing it for national security purposes. They don't have to even define a specific threat. They just have to do it. They can literally impress people who work for the government with no compensation. It says it right in the executive order. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even when you get drafted, you get paid the military salary. You know, didn't Abraham Lincoln fight a war about that thing about uh, involuntary servitude? Yeah, yeah, indeed. Uh, you know, but no, this guy just puts a presidential order out uh, essentially backing it. And I guess Chris Rock wants to set an example for the president about going gangster. Look what he did to that reporter the other day. Yeah. <laughs> I guess he's going to say, hey, Fred, look at me. This is the way you do it. Here's how you go gangster. Yeah. You just threaten to throw down in the presence of two or three of your burly bodyguards. <laughs> oh, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> oh, man, I tell you, these, these liberals, I'm telling you, they are, a, they are something. But you know what? The one, there's only one good thing about them. There's only one good thing about them being here where they are now. They're out in the open. I mean, yeah. they're out in the open. I mean, they are ready for a time on target strike because they've revealed themselves. Here they are. You can't miss them now. You can't miss their intentions. They're oh, letting the- us know what they are, and that's a good thing. Now we have to decide whether or not we have the will to fight them or not because I'm telling you, it looks increasingly as though some kind of a showdown on some sort of level is inevitable, given their utter polar uh, uh, um, opposition to the things that traditionally we believe the United States is supposed to be and the way it's supposed to be governed. They are out in the open, and they're telling us. They are not keeping it a secret anymore. They're not hiding. It's hardly veiled. So we have to decide what we're going to do and what we're going to allow. That's, it's just that simple. Well, you know what, Sarge, you're exactly right. And, you know, I see that, uh, you know, they have revealed themselves. I, I get that. But I'm wondering how this is going to play out because right now we don't have a nominee. 
we don't i mean we don't have we we don't have uh the the apparatus we don't have the 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 candidate in place ready to start by the time we get uh this whole uh republican um uh, nomination uh to run for the run in the general election sorted out i mean there'll be precious little time to get the message out newt's still attacking romney romney's attacking santorum santorum's attacking newt and you know it, it, nobody's attacking obama you know in terms of the candidates well you are i am <laughs> yeah. what's yeah. worse let's just keep doing it let's hope yeah. more people do it uh I mean, you know, this messy sorting out of candidates is an inevitable, inevitable part of the political process. We're just kind of stuck with it. Uh, these people, uh, if, 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 you know, given what is at stake in the pre- – it sure isn't a lot of money and salary. What yeah. it is is influence uh, in the course of American history, maybe for decades to come. So it's a significant prize, not for the money, but for the influence it wields and – and the uh, political power that it grants, and it's inevitable that there's going to be a bruising fight over it. I guess there should be. So we're just kind of stuck with this until it's over. But look, uh, I'm telling you, uh, uh, once a candidate is selected, I think it's possible for the gloves to come off. The one thing, the only thing we have to fear, we have got the most target-rich environment in the history of the United States president. There is no reason. We should not be able to suit this guy handle. I, I keep saying this because I'm just mm-hmm. dismayed at people who are just afraid of, you know, the the, the great Wizard of Oz, Barack Obama. Yeah, that's what he's yeah. Wizard of Oz, the guy behind the curtain. Pull he's up. the guy behind the curtain, and he's the emperor yeah. who's buck naked. Who what ass naked? But but nobody wants to tell him. <laughs> that's just it, though, Doc. We got to tell him this. Look, we quit being afraid. The only thing we have to fear is a half-hearted. A half-hearted attempt to go after him. That's the only thing we have to be afraid of. If we yeah. go up there vigorously, on the record, on the truth, with facts, we can't lose. Unless, of course, the American people are just so far gone that there's nothing we can do anyway. And I, that, I mean, if they, if they mm-hmm. care at all for good governance, if they care at all for the future of their nation, if we reveal the facts about this guy and the truth about him, what an utter fraud hoax he is, we can't lose. I just don't see it. I, again, unless the American people are just so hopelessly corrupted, so hopelessly ignorant, addled, and confused, they can't, the truth doesn't matter to them, in which case there's nothing we can do anymore. You might as well find out if that's the case or not. Well, and you know what? You're you're exactly right, and I want to thank you, Sarge, for calling in. We're pressed for time. The show's almost over. Once again, I appreciate you calling in and giving your wisdom and putting it out there. People love it. They love to hear about it. I'm told about it all the time. You're great. I steered them to your show. Now, you're on with GDT tonight at 1130. Is that correct? Yes, sir. We'll be uh, rocking it there on, on GDT, and it'll be uh, probably pretty intense. It usually is. Well, I'll, I'll try. I'll, I'll try to stay awake for it. I, I, I'll, I'll, in fact, I'll be there. So uh, I'll look forward to that. Thanks again, Sarge. Have a great night. Uh, we're just about to check out. Hey, 2020 Radio is coming up next uh, with G Ski Rocks. He always has a really great show. So here's the deal, folks. Barack Obama has gone ghetto. He has lessened the prestige of the White House. He has turned the White House into laughingstock, a ghetto fabulous Southside Chicago uh, haven for uh, ne'er-do-wells and, 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 and low lives. 
But did we expect anything, really, other than that? No, we didn't. So, hey, Cool Mike's going to take over for me on the 22nd. So he's going to be, while I'm out on vacation, he's going to take over for me until April 11th. So be there, be here. And Cool Mike is such a great host. So I just hope he doesn't, you know, severely overshadow me so much like he did the last time where folks were like, hey, why, what are you doing here? Why isn't Cool Mike hosting the show? Um, thank you once again for being here. We're going to check on out. God bless you. God bless the United States of America. Let's pray that Obama's to get worried. Try not to turn yeah. on to Obama's time is at an end as president. Don't you know everything's, everything's all, right. all right? Yes, everything's fine. And we want you to sleep well tonight. Let the world turn without you. Try not to get worried, try not to turn on to problems that upset you. Don't you know everything's alright, yes, everything's fine. And we want you to sleep well tonight. Let the world turn without you tonight. If we try, we'll get by, so forget all about us Struggling, look at the good things you've got. Think while you still have me move, while you still see me. You'll be lost 
and you'll be sorry when I'm gone. Sleeping, I shall soothe you, calm you, and anoint you before your hot forehead. Then you feel everything's alright, yes, everything's fine, and it's cool and the ointment sweet for the fire in your head and feet. Close your eyes, close your eyes, and relax, think of nothing. Close your eyes. 